China is a country with some of the richest biological resources in the world. In recent years, it has put biodiversity conservation high on its policy agenda amid efforts to foster eco-friendly and sustainable development. Improvements in this regard have been made across the country thanks to the work of thousands, if not millions, of ordinary rangers, wildlife protectors and other environmental workers. We discover new species of birds coming to our reserve every year through our monitoring and observation. Whenever I find a new bird species, I'm very happy. And this demonstrates that our ecological environment and biodiversity are improving. 55-year-old Fang Chun is one of those devoted rangers working in a wetland reserve situated in the northwest suburb of Beijing. Over the past two decades, his faithful daily patrol and monitoring work of the birds, however tedious and banal it may seem to outsiders, has contributed to a significant improvement in the local ecology and biodiversity. In this special edition of Footprints, we are going to find out how this seasoned ranger has been carrying out his work and what has really driven him to persist in this challenging task. Stay tuned. During the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, many athletes and spectators were impressed by flocks of common cranes around the Yangqing Winter Olympics village. One particular picture of the birds flying over the Olympic camp captured the imagination of many Chinese people, as cranes are often seen as an auspicious symbol in China. They saw the birds coming to the Olympic venues as a blessing upon the games and the athletes. The photographer of the picture is called Fang Chun, a long-time bird watcher and ranger. With a deep tan and sturdy frame, Fang has been working at the Wild Duck Lake Wetland Reserve for about two decades. The reserve is situated in the mountainous northwest suburb of Beijing, about 90 kilometers from the downtown area. The wetland is almost man-made and was formed around the adjacent areas of the Guanting Reservoir, which was built in the 1950s. For decades, the reservoir served as a major source of water supply for Beijing residents. But in the late 1980s, as a result of unregulated commercial development around the reservoir area, pollution began to plague the water body. Fang Chun, who has lived near the reservoir since childhood, recalls what he witnessed. In the 1990s, there was a resort called Kangxi Wild Duck Lake Resort. I worked for it at the time. The business of the resort was flourishing and bringing in good incomes for locals. But at the same time, this flourishing business and other sorts of economic activities were having a negative impact on the natural environment. Some locals were overfishing, growing crops or grazing their cattle in the area of what is now the reserve. These human activities threatened the life of birds and other kinds of plants and wild animals here. Admittedly, local residents had a very poor awareness of environmental protection back then. This situation soon came to the attention of the government and environmentalists. 
they began to push for the protection of the local environment. In 1997, the Guanting Reservoir stopped supplying drinking water for Beijing. In the same year, the first wetland reserve in Beijing, named Wild Duck Lake Wetland Reserve, was established near the reservoir, with a mission to improve the local environment and protect wildlife, especially birds. Management of the newly established reserve decided to incorporate the former workers of the resort into the new entity and train them as rangers. A turning point came for Fang Chun. He had to take on a new job which he knew nothing about. We underwent a transition in our minds. What would it mean for us transforming from a resort worker to a reserve ranger? How much would we earn with the new job? We each had our own doubts and points of view. The managers of the reserve patiently talked to us and held training sessions for us. They said what we would be doing was protecting the environment for the benefit of future generations. Gradually, doubt and anxiety in the mind of Fang Chun dissipated. He began to pour his heart and soul into the new job. Yet, challenges lay ahead of him. The first step in the protection of the birds in the reserve was to effectively monitor them. For new rangers like Fang, they didn't even know what they were looking for. At the time, I couldn't identify the different species of birds. Once we found dead birds on our patrol, my colleagues asked me what the birds were. I said I had no idea. After that, I took time to learn the necessary knowledge about birds from books, photos and other sources by myself. It's always easier said than done when one ventures into a new field. The learning process proved to be painstaking for Fang Chen. At first, I was very confused. It's difficult to tell the difference between two similar birds. Ducks are divided into different kinds according to professional books. I had to keep all this in mind. It's very difficult. Sometimes I thought it was all meaningless and wanted to give it up. But gradually, after I got to know more about the birds, I began to like this job. I got a feeling of enjoyment when I observed the appearance of the different birds and the beautiful colors of their feathers. Fang adds that when he first encountered the upland buzzards, a rare species of bird of prey in the books, he was perplexed by the Chinese characters of the bird's name, which are rare and complex. But he gained a sense of happiness and contentment when he acquired the knowledge about the pronunciation and meaning of those characters. Pronounced as Da Kuang in Chinese, the name indicates that the bird is fierce. For a period of nearly a year, Fang Chun buried himself in books and photos about birds in his spare time, so as to master the necessary professional knowledge as soon as possible. While new knowledge about the birds aroused his interest, he had to put that knowledge into practice. In other words, he had to gain a practical feel-and-touch sense of the birds in his daily patrol in the reserve. Identifying different birds is a tedious and meticulous job. Knowledge from books is not enough. Experience of the real birds is crucial. Fang faced a new problem.
The knowledge you get from reading about them in books is very different from what you learn by observing the real birds. The birds take on a different look from different angles and at different times. So we have to gain that experience from our daily patrols and observation. On his daily patrol, Fang wanted to take a closer look at the actual birds and compare them with the images he saw in books. But the birds flew away whenever he approached them. You must have tools. Without tools, you can do nothing. The cheap binoculars we bought from the ordinary shop, 30 to 50 yuan a piece, were not useful. You couldn't see the birds clearly via them. Later, we asked our superiors to earmark special funds to buy high-definition cameras for us. With the high-definition photos taken by the cameras, we then could compare and distinguish different species of birds. Armed with these tools of birdwatching, Fang devoted himself to becoming a professional birdwatcher and protector. As time passed, the inexperienced ranger became so professional that he could even distinguish grey doves and mountain turtle doves, two similar kinds of birds, by just listening to the sounds they made. With both knowledge and experience, Fang Chun took the next step, gathering data on all the bird species living in or visiting the reserve. As bird watchers and rangers, we have to record all kinds of information about the birds, such as their species and numbers. We also have to classify the information according to different seasons, as different birds come to stay in our reserve in different times of the year. Being the largest wetland reserve in Beijing, the Wild Duck Lake Wetland Reserve extends nearly 70 square kilometers. Patrolling that vast area every day is not an easy job. Carrying a camera weighing about 5 kilograms, Fang Chun drives his electric patrol vehicle around the reserve almost every day and stops to observe and record the birds he encounters. And he has to keep working around the year, regardless of the weather and season, as there are always birds living or arriving in the reserve. On rainy days in summer, we still have to go out and patrol. Sitting in our vehicle, we were open to the wind and rain. We were soaked. On sunny days, it's scorching hot and we still need to wear long sleeve shirts. As we were sweating, our backs attracted scores of mosquitoes, making us itch. While in winter, Fang and his fellow rangers have to brave the freezing cold to do their job. In winter, it's so cold that you dare not take off your gloves. My mobile phone even stopped working due to the cold. Sometimes the land was covered by thick snow and ice, which was slippery. Once I hurt my back wrist. Sometimes we even had to climb trees to get a vantage point to observe the birds. Day after day, Year after year, Fang Chun and his fellow rangers have carried out their work with diligence and patience. Their hard efforts have certainly paid off.
Based on the data about the birds they gathered, managers and environmental experts of the reserve devised a set of plans concerning the improvement of its ecological environment. The water level, density of plants and other aspects of the reserve were adjusted to conditions favourable to the birds. In 2013, a flock of snow cranes, deemed to be one of the top-level state-protected wild animals in China, flew to the reserve. It was the first time the birds had been seen there. Later, Fang Chun discovered that bears potchards, also under the top-level state protection, lived in the reserve. Three years later, he spotted a flying palace fish eagle with his camera showing this top-level state-protected bird also lived in the reserve. Thanks to the hard efforts of Fang Chun and his colleagues, the water body of the reserve has expanded by at least 10 square kilometers over the past decade. The well-managed reserve has become one of the major habitats for birds in northern China. Every year, the number of bird species coming to the reserve is on the increase, Currently, more than 370 species of birds live in or regularly visit it, according to the reserve. Among them, 22 species are under the top-level state protection. We discover new species of birds coming to our reserve every year through our monitoring and observation. Whenever I find a new bird species, I'm very happy. And this demonstrates that our ecological environment and biodiversity are improving. And such improvement gives meaning to our work. Undoubtedly, the increasing number of bird species has contributed to the biodiversity in the reserve and the overall region of Beijing at large. In fact, Fang's work is just a tiny part of what China has done in recent years in terms of maintaining and improving the natural environment and biodiversity. A white paper on biodiversity conservation released by the Chinese government in 2021 says that in the five years ending in 2020, the country had invested 50 billion yuan, or about 7 billion US dollars, in projects for the conservation and restoration of mountains, rivers, forests, farmland, lakes, grasslands, and deserts in northwest China. The projects also include the restoration of over 2,600 square kilometers of abandoned coal mines in key river basins and regions across the country. Government figures show nearly 400 million yuan, or about 62 million US dollars from the central budget, has been channeled into work related to biodiversity investigation and evaluation, as well as biodiversity observation networks in the same period. So far, the country has designated 35 priority areas for biodiversity protection, accounting for 29% of China's total land area. In addition, a National Biodiversity Observation Network has been established. It consists of 749 observation zones with birds, amphibians, mammals and butterflies as the primary targets for observation, providing first-hand data about species changes across China. For Fang Chun, he and his fellow rangers are always ready to keep up their work to maintain and further improve the ecological environment and biodiversity in their reserve.
with that, we conclude this special edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.